comrades, welcome to season 1, episode 2 of Spectre. Today's episode is quite close to home as we explore the YSI and SNP as they affirm their support for NATO. We'll be looking into the bloody path that Scotland could be heading down. We'll also be looking at the bloody history of NATO and the conflicts in which it wages across the globe. Most recently in Scotland, we've seen the YSI, Young Scots for Independence, announced on Saturday that the group now agreed with the mainstream SNP position that an independent Scotland should join NATO following an overwhelming vote. It comes shortly after Nicola Sturgeon stated that the war in Ukraine had strengthened her belief that such a move post-independence was the right one given Scotland's strategic defensive position in the north of Europe. Obviously, the move raised questions about the SNP's continued opposition to Trident being situated in Scotland and their anti-nuclear weapons stance with many questioning the hypocrisy of this being held alongside a move to NATO membership. YSI member Jack O'Neill, who proposed the successful change of policy, said the decision brought the group's approach in line with public opinion after a decade of opposition. He stated that the SNP is now unified in its, quote, sensible foreign policy approach and its desire to play its part in the defence of our ideas, principles and democracy as a member of NATO's defensive alliance. Many people rightly question the independence movement as a whole and its inherent desire to step away from England. However, SNP has shown that it's quite happy to be lapdogs to the American imperialist machine. This announcement of drastic policy change has been met with ridicule online, and quite rightly so. The independence movement itself, as led by the SNP, has been brought into question. It seems that they are willing to step away from England and then sit on the lap of American imperialism. And the SNP's continued attempts to separate us from our comrades across the whole of Britain. We've seen time and time again them bring up Trident. Not only that, their popular campaign slogan, Burns, not bombs, was always at the forefront of this discussion. However, it seems that they have now turned that on their head and instead supplying Burns with bombs. But before we take a deeper look into what Scotland's role would play and to further NATO expansion, we have to look at NATO as a whole. From its foundations after the Second World War to its continued fight against the working class elevation. The founding members of NATO were Belgium, Canada, Denmark, France, Iceland, Italy, Luxembourg, the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, Britain and the United States. NATO claims to be an instrument of peace but in fact was created as a weapon during the fight of the Cold War and it has remained a weapon ever since. It is a military alliance which gets three quarters of its funding from the USA. After the fall of the Soviet Union, Eastern Europe was in chaos. The Western imperialists, being the dogs that they are, seize this opportunity to expand their markets and spheres of influence eastwards. NATO played the key role in all of this. Further, in 1999, former Warsaw Pact countries, Poland, Hungary and the Czech Republic, joined NATO. In 2004, they were joined by Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Slowly but surely, the imperialist powers were proceeding deeper and deeper, closer to Russian borders. Fast forward to 2014, when the Ukrainian government signed a deal with Russia instead of the EU. NATO's imperialism showed its ugly face again and played an important role in the outcome of the subsequent Euromaidan protest movement. With the imperialist schemes of NATO in America, they worked together to overthrow the then pro-Russian government and replaced it with a government of pro-Western bourgeois parties. 
This government aligned itself explicitly with its NATO backers, whilst clamping down and provoking Russian-speaking Ukrainians in the east of the country. Fast forward again to present day and we can see the current conflict waging between Russia and Ukraine still being fuelled by the imperialist powers of NATO. The casualties of the present day Ukraine-Russia conflict will only add to the millions dead in the Balkans, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Syria and across the world as a testament to NATO's influence and its warmongering for capital. Returning back to Britain, and we've seen its ruling class and Boris Johnson's Tory government determined more than ever to keep the country in bondage to NATO and the whims of US imperialism. The Liberal Democrats even openly boasted that they wouldn't hesitate to launch nuclear missiles. The Labour Party too remained openly committed to nuclear weapons and membership of NATO. The standing of all these parties show that they do not care for the working class. Whenever there's a war with NATO involved, the bodies of the working class pile high. The bodies will continue to pile high, as NATO has always been more than happy to side with dictatorial regimes where it advances its interests. This continues today with Turkey and Hungary as member states and the ongoing support and arming of fascists in Ukraine. NATO has armed and funded jihadist insurgencies in the Middle East and North Africa, including the Islamic State. Their open aim is to gain advantage in their imperialist rivalry with Putin's Russia and to undermine and destroy progressive governments such as the People's China. Which leads us back to the main question. What would Scotland's role within NATO's imperialist grip be? NATO has always been a first strike nuclear coalition, prepared to instigate nuclear Armageddon. Scotland's strategic positioning would play a vital role in initiating such activity. Scotland sits in a geostrategically important position at the very heart of the transatlantic region and for NATO could contribute vital military assets to the North Sea and Eastern Atlantic where current UK capability gaps are filled in by Norway and Denmark. For NATO, Scotland could hold vital military assets and the SNP government have clearly shown a willingness to use those assets under the NATO banner. When NATO talks of regions and countries in which it wants to get a foothold in, it uses words such as strategic, again showing that NATO is not a peace alliance, it is not defensive. NATO has never been an alliance aimed at peace or the common defence of so-called liberal democracy. We're told that NATO was formed to protect us against the communist threat in Eastern Europe, despite the fact that NATO was established more than six years before the Warsaw Pact. NATO has served as the prime creator and distributor of anti-communist and anti-socialist propaganda, claiming that socialism and communism aren't in the interests of the working class, which we know to be a total lie. Whereas communism seeks to end wars and establish peace across the globe, NATO funnels more and more money into ongoing conflicts around the world. Arms dealers roll rich in the blood of innocent working class people. Now we've seen the SNP and YSI show a clear desire to lie in bed with the imperialist masters of NATO. However, there's trouble at home for the SNP and that trouble is the Green Party. The Green Party have loudly voiced their concerns on the moral principles of joining NATO as well as the fact that nuclear weapons could be stored in Scotland. Green MSP Ross Greer highlighted that Turkey, a NATO benefactor, 
has committed horrific crimes against its own Kurdish minority that have been left unpunished by the international community. He said it was one of the key reasons the Scottish Greens regarded NATO membership as morally wrong, the other being its first-strike nuclear weapons policy. NATO has committed a number of war crimes across the globe in operations in Libya, Yugoslavia and Afghanistan. NATO even launched a missile attack on a Serbian state radio and television building which left 16 civilians dead. NATO confirmed to Amnesty International in the early 2000s that they targeted RTS because of its propaganda function in order to undermine the morale of the population and the armed forces. The attack was part of NATO's Operation Allied Force against the then Federal Republic of Yugoslavia between March and June 1999. Approximately 1,000 civilians were killed and over 1,000 injured during the course of the conflict. Many people in Scotland, and indeed Britain, are aware of the bloody history that NATO holds, a history in which it keeps under the rug, a history that you won't see the YSI or SNP air out. The NATO strike first nuclear policy is absolutely terrifying to think about. We've already seen the horrifying effects of nuclear weaponry used against the people of Japan. Nuclear weapons aren't just for killing, they're for torturing. They're for torturing future generations to come. We continue to see growing rivalries between the NATO powers themselves with increasingly ferocious relations between the US and EU members, as well as Turkey. Working people of all countries will be the victims of such reckless aggression and the conflicts that will result. With the horrifying images of mass conflict and nuclear Armageddon sketched into our minds, now comes the question as to how we combat this. The answer? Unity. Only the unity of working people in Britain and around the globe can thwart NATO and the United States and a ruling class's plans. All socialists must support British withdrawal and the dissolution of NATO. We have no hand in manoeuvrings and sabre-rattling between the US and EU and Russian imperialism. Too much is at stake. Communists must be at the forefront in calling for a foreign policy based on peace, cooperation international development, not war and extortion. This will only be possible outside of NATO and the web of US imperialism. In Scotland, and indeed Britain, only the Communist Party and the YCL stand as an unequivocal and principled force for peace, nuclear disarmament and a withdrawal from NATO. Since the destruction of the Soviet Union, NATO and its leading members have cut a bloody swathe across Europe and the Middle East and initiated brutal conflicts further afield. We must act now in preventing further conflicts and wars. Only a socialist future can save us all. Arms dealers and others of the bourgeoisie may not be worrying about nuclear Armageddon. They're too busy eating caviar and sipping off the blood of working class people. However, we care. We, the working class, care about the very ground beneath our feet. We care about the lives that could be lost with such conflicts instigated by US imperialism and its NATO puppet. In acting against NATO, in acting for peace, we must make our demands heard. And our demands are most moderate. We only want the earth. The working people of Scotland will gain nothing but shame in its involvement in the imperialist NATO alliance. In return, 
We give billions of pounds and hundreds of lives in the service of the interests of the ruling class, transitional companies, oil firms and financial institutions. The shame of the SNP's decision to advocate for NATO membership has been felt right across the board, even in its own camp. Many SNP cardholders coming out and stating that they feel ashamed of the current government in place. They feel ashamed to have voted for local councillors and local government representatives in past elections. They feel ashamed of the future that could lay ahead of them. More and more SNP members are beginning to see the hypocrisy in separating from Britain and instead taking their lead from a craven and subservient political and military establishment. They are beginning to see that the only strategy NATO has is to manufacture threats or possible threats and to promote wars, both large and small, and to further heighten global military tension and to encourage local and regional conflicts to shore up its increasing economic and political weaknesses. Communists around the globe must be at the forefront in fighting NATO. We must unite and together put an end to NATO once and for all. It's up to us to completely destroy this imperialist machine and to put a stop to future war crimes and atrocities committed by NATO and the rest of its benefactors. As for the people of Scotland, we must realise that the SNP do not have the best interests of the working class at heart. They actively work against us. Time and time again we've seen the SNP fall back and break promises it's made to the public during its campaigns. They're too busy chasing headlines, then abandoning their announcements once they're out of the news. The only thing the SNP have provided communities in Scotland with has been false promises, time and time again. For example, the SNP vowed to spend £60 million renewing every play park in its manifesto for the Holyrood election last year. However, a leaked document shows changes to the scope and flexibility of the promise amid funding concerns. A confidential paper by the council umbrella group COSLA reveals the body told the government £60 million was not enough and raised the impracticality of refurbishing all play parks. It said compromise wording was agreed which gave councils flexibility to determine where the funding would be targeted. Last year the SNP also promised to provide every child in Scotland with a device to get online, including a free internet connection and the support to use it. However, it's emerged in December that only 1 in 10 have been supplied. Furthermore, the SNP also promised to give free bikes to Scotland's poorest children, which has resulted in less than 1,000 being distributed. Statistics show just 988 bikes have been delivered through a pilot scheme at a total cost of £935,797. These continuing failures from the SNP to aid the working class is embarrassing. Locally, we've seen them fail time and time again and are given examples just there, and now we've seen them fail us on the global stage with their admission to join NATO in an independent Scotland. The First Minister used a keynote speech in Washington DC last Monday to insist that the war in Ukraine had strengthened her conviction that NATO membership was essential for Scotland. As history has showed us, and even present time, NATO membership is not essential for the working people of Scotland. The only people it's essential for are the bourgeoisie, for the very state. It simply provides them another means in which to stay in control over us. For Scotland, this will allow the tartan capitalists to cash in on the numerous conflicts taking place across the globe at the very hands and instigations of NATO. My advice for the many SNP or even nationalist voters that have looked at the SNP in disgust 
over the past few days, my advice to you is simple. Join the Communist Party. Only together can we stop the war and start the peace. Bring in an end to nuclear weaponry. Bring in an end to imperialism, war and conflict across the globe. Thanks again, comrades, for joining me on another episode of Spectre. In the descriptions below, I'll leave the links for the Communist Party of Britain and CND. CND are the Campaign for Nuclear Disarmament. I can't reinforce enough how important it is to unite in solidarity and tackle NATO together. It's also important to tackle our state powers who want to lay in bed with NATO. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode and feel free to leave us some feedback down in the comments. This has been a shorter episode, but then again, if I was to go through all the major war crimes of NATO and its influences across the globe, I'd be here for a good few hours. We've got some exciting episodes coming out over the course of the next few weeks that I'm looking forward to bring to you. In the meantime, comrades, solidarity, camaraderie, and keep the peace. The roof is on fire and it's raining outside But it should be a cantar If you could just find the answer You know it could be a cantar if you're just a wee bit less of a wanker More than half of the time